Feature Editing Melissa here. I wanted to apologize for the sound on this episode. Some of it is a little wonky as we are trying to adjust to our new podcast room, but we will adjust for future episodes. So I apologize in advance and I hope you enjoy. Let's do it. Let's do it. My name's Demi. And I'm Melissa. And this is the Beauty Beast Podcast. And we're finally back. (laughs) And we're in Melissa's podcast room. Yes. Which is so exciting. It is. It's amazing. This is our first time recording in here today. We feel super official. Yes. Like I just said on my Instagram story, it feels like I was like in a TLC show. I mean, not TLC. (laughs) That would be 90 Day Fiance. Not that show. Or my Um, 600 pound life. That too. Either one. Definitely not. Um, uh, so I felt like I was in an HGTV show. I was like, oh my gosh, the sun was shining. The cats were like, good morning. I love it. Yes. I'm excited. And Graham is currently obsessed with Demi's foot. Yeah, he's making love to my feet. Nice. Yep. Um, <laughs> and I got pumpkin espresso coffee. I mean, the service in here is impeccable, I have to say. Well, I haven't had coffee in like... I don't know, since January-ish. Well, that's the thing that so. I can't conquer, Melissa. <laughs> I'm glad someone's enjoying my coffee. Don't worry, I'll be happy to come over and drink your espresso pods every morning. That might be where we cross the uh, labor boundary too far, when you wake up and see me brewing a cup of coffee. <laughs> or just standing outside my window with your coffee right? mug. like, good morning. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, I know that we took a little bit of a break. Um, An unintentional break. Super unintentional, but it was something that I think we both were trying desperately not to have to do, but our plates just got full again. Life was lifing. And I love how in our last episode, we were like, we got this. Yeah, we're back. We're conquering. We're We're conquering 2023. Yeah. 2023 was like, hold my beer. Right, right. We're still conquering it. (laughs) Yes. Because we are. Um, but we just had to take that back burner. Um, unfortunately to the podcast, just recording, it doesn't mean we weren't talking every single Tuesday about the podcast. Exactly. Um, but we just had to take a back burner till we could sit down and clear headedly, if that's even a word, um, record again. But, uh, so I think we've talked about it before, but Tuesdays when we record are kind of like our day of doing all the things Mm -hmm. so we can earn the weekend. Um, which our weekends are Sunday and Monday. And so these last few Tuesdays, I think for both of us, but I know I definitely can say, well, not I think, I know for both of us. Mm -hmm. I don't want to speak for you, but um, we just needed those Tuesdays for all the things. There was just a lot, which is interesting because technically we're heading into like the calmer time of season, but I don't know if you feel like there's any calmness coming, which is fine. I'm not mad at it, but it's staying consistently busy. Yeah, I've definitely been consistently busy, Um, but yeah, life was just lifing really hard, Mm -hmm. like for me. So I love how you say it's like the calm season. Meanwhile, my June, I'm like... Yeah, it's going to be banana splits. Um, I will be brewing some espresso coffee when I come to visit the pets and babysit them. Yes. Melissa will be out of town a few times. Just kidding. She's going to check her pots when she gets back. No, I'm I'll be like, I had 36 pots and now I have 25. Damn, I'm, I'm getting a lot of coffee. <laughs> um, no, like for me, like there was 
you know, some family things going on. I mean, I'm not afraid to talk about it like or anything like that. Like my mom had a cancer diagnosis, but she's going through treatments and everything now and she's doing great. Um, but just like that original, you know, holy shit moment. And then, you know, what are we going to do? I have this doctor's appointment here. We're doing this test there. And so that was like a little stressful, definitely. And it was like the Tuesdays, I just, my brain was fried and I couldn't even think of anything except for, I need a moment. So, but it's good. And, you know, I'll be going up there in June for a week to help her and my stepdad out. So that was kind of like an unplanned, planned thing. Yeah. And then we're teaching in Orlando. I'm meeting Candace and Rachel up in Orlando and we're teaching and going to premiere. And then at the end of June, I'm going to Vegas for our anniversary trip, which was pre-planned before all of this stuff, well, stuff happened. Like queen of planning. So this <laughs> month of June is throwing her into like a... I know. I think yeah. like during my dark, I don't want to say darkest point, but like my a moment of panic like I counted out how many days I'm working in June it's 11 yeah no and it's definitely (laughs) right it's taking a step away like that is is hard and I think it's good that you took the time this month too to kind of focus on like feeling a little more balanced before going back into work with clients exactly um I think this is a really good example actually like when we said like oh we've got 2023 we've got it right I think 2022 us would have (laughs) continued to push to try to be perfect, record every week, add that to our plates, and not listen to the moment that we needed to probably pump the brakes, right? Oh, for sure. So I think in a way, like taking the break, even though it was a little uncomfy for both of us, like I know I felt guilty when I'd be like, baby, if you're not mad, I'm not mad if you don't record this week, right? Um. I think that being able to be honest and knowing when your plates fall and not looking to add in another heaping pile of something uh, is, is definitely a good thing too. Sometimes saying no in the immediate window of time, knowing you'll be better in the next few weeks following is, is the better route to take. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like too, um, you know, not to go too far into everything like that you're juggling and balancing. But um, I do think that even like goes into the beauty of our industry a little bit because you've been able to, we were planning on talking about professionalism today, so this might be the perfect way to kind of head into it. But dealing with personal things in our line of work and knowing how to balance talking about them um, is a really careful balance. I it is. To say. It yeah. is. Cause you don't want to like overshare. Right. Because you have to keep like that line of, you know, this is a professional relationship versus like a personal relationship. Right. Even though like I can probably say, especially for myself, probably you as well. Like we definitely have like overshare. a very personal, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> We're like, let's talk about everything. <laughs> Who's ready for this trauma dump sesh? <laughs> but typically, especially with like newer clients, like I'm yeah. very, um, you know, careful, careful about what I share. Right. But like my clients, 
you know, for example, I have like two of my clients. We talked about them before. They're husband and wife. I've known them since I started doing nails. So for like yeah. 10 years, like they were coming to me when I got married, you know, when their son was moving to Japan. Like right. we've been through a lot together. So with them, you know, and, and clients like that, I feel more comfortable sharing more. But if somebody's sitting in my chair for the first time, I'm not going to be like, so get this, <laughs> you know, listen to what's happening. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So you have to like toe that line a little bit, but you and know, figure out how to balance that. I think right. like sometimes I, cause now I haven't, you know, taken on new clients for a little while and we're definitely all super comfortable with each other. But I think there's some times where I internally and I'm like, okay, you've done enough. Uh, shh, shh. Like, <laughs> yes. Not in a bad way, but like sometimes you're like, you know, talking and on a tangent and then you're like, oh, yeah, let me, let me do a hard turn on this combo. Right. And it happens. Like you can't feel guilty about that. I think to, to be fair, like I, in our line of work, like we sit and we talk all day. Yes. Um, unless you gauge somebody who's not interested in like talking or something like that. But, yes. uh, so I think it's so easy to go towards the route of like kind of dumping. And I do think that you should have your safe clientele where that's okay. You know right. What I'm saying? For like, sure. Um, I always see on like Instagram and, and TikTok and, and stuff like talking about like, it's like a weird divide. I don't want to say divide like it's toxic because I don't think it's toxic. It's either like you see like the comical like reels about how you like overshared with your client. Right. Or you see like the very business savvy people who like are like, no, it should be black and white. It should be very like professional in the salon. I think it's really based off of what clientele you want because like our clientele, if we were like super black and white and like, hello, welcome to Plaid and Pinned, they'd be so confused. That's not who our customer base is. Yeah. So I think you definitely have to think about what your goal is business wise and what type of clientele you want. If you really want that high end, I I don't want it to sound like we're dogging (laughs) us, but if you really want that high end, like business slacks experience where like, you get what right. I'm saying, yeah. like where it's a little bit of like that. You're focused more on the service versus the personal connection, maybe. Right, right, absolutely. So you're not talking about the same types of personal things. No. Most likely. Right. Um, And that's okay. Like there's no failure in either. I think it's just about knowing what your your dream is, like for your book and your client book, and then building kind of like your professionalism around that. Right, for sure. And I would say even though like we are very personable and Mm -hmm. we share with our clients like our stories, their stories, everything like that, we talk about everything in our salon, like Mm -hmm. everything. Yeah, like nothing's off limits. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, So, but even then, like that being the case, I still think that there's a line. I definitely think there's a line. And I think it's almost difficult because once you've been in it for so long, it's kind of like you just know this line exists. And I'm sure some of my clients, if they heard this, were like, girl, you don't know any lines. (laughs) They're like, like, your line is squiggly. (laughs) Yeah, valid. (laughs) But I think it's kind of like this unspoken thing. 
Like, I yeah. think you know you can push it so far. Not push it, because, like, we're not in a situation where we're testing our clients. But, um, like, the, you can gauge it client per client. You know the clients yes. that want, like, the full thing. And you know the clients that are like, okay, that's, like, really dope, but moving onward. like Right. And, like, as an example... Um, a salon that I formerly worked at. It was actually really funny. Um, I couldn't get one of my clients in and she was going to a concert and obviously, you know, wanted like nice nails and her Mm -hmm. toes done or whatever. So she didn't realize that I worked at the salon and ended up going there. Um, and you know, she, she's like, I can't believe you used to work there. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, they're just so like everyone was rude. Like they were dogging like clients of theirs that weren't there, but they were like trash talking them. And she's like, I will never go back there again. And like, don't get me wrong. You know, she wasn't like dogging that particular salon. She was just like, that's not the vibe that I want, you know, to go to. Right. But like we, and having said that we talk about everything in the salon, like we're never like, oh my God, can you believe like this, that, and the other thing? Like we're never trash talking clients. Right. And that's not the vibe that I, I think that my clients or your clients or really any client wants, because then you leave that salon and you're like, damn, what are they saying about me? Well, I almost feel like that's like the careful balance of like social media in general. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that, like, I mean, I think in certain ways, like, we've learned as we've navigated social media, like, what's worth talking about and what's not. Um, Right. And what has a place for a story and what doesn't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think sometimes, like, you're so frustrated with the situation that, like, your initial reaction is to just, like, Like, get it out. And, like, I've definitely done it before. I think we all have. I realized, like, directly after, like, what the fuck did you just do? Like, (laughs) I I mean, I'm really hard on myself. So, like, I'm not saying you should think about yourself like that. But, like, I can tear myself down internally. And um, I know for me, like, I definitely have had certain moments where I'm like, that didn't, that's not who I want to proceed in being. And I also feel like, it's an it's important to have that balance because at least for me I know personally like going home and not being like true to who I want to be you know right um you don't feel like your best after that work day no no for sure. like it's kind of like the days that you proceed like in the version of yourself that you're proud of you come home and you're like damn I did that thing right and I think that's where like your line of professionalism is super important to find for yourself like there is like guidance that we can all offer but Mm -hmm. I do feel that like especially if you're wanting to head into being an independent stylist but even if you're not even if you're looking to be in a commission salon you are marketable to your clients for being who you are not because of being somebody else so think about the things that you really picture wanting for yourself not 
what the person next to you is doing that's booked out, you know, 24 weeks. Right. Because she or he is booked out 24 weeks with his clientele exactly. or her clientele. If you try to mold yourself into something else, like you can be inspired by other people for sure. But if you try to mold yourself too much into what somebody else is doing, first off, I don't feel it's as effortless. I don't feel like it's as like organic right and it's I not you think it's gonna feel like work because you're attracting mm-hmm. clients that really don't mesh with your true energy exactly and it's gonna lead to having to edit yourself a lot all right. of the time yeah it's exhausting yes like I I mean I try my hardest and I think we all do and there's always different days in the salon but like I've always wanted like platinum pin to be like the safe place like right I want it to be that like you could come in even if you wanted with like (laughs) your sweatpants on and no makeup and like you're just as cute as if you really like and listen if you come in fully done we're all gonna be like oh girl like we're excited for that too like there's we're just we we want it to be a safe place in general if you're having like the worst day ever I never want a client to feel like they have to cancel because of that you know what I'm saying oh for sure like I've had clients like mm -hmm. going through things and then like next thing I know I look up and like they're in tears and I'm like oh my god what the hell is happening like talk to me like and then at the end like once they've got it off their chest they we're both laughing and they're like I can't believe I just sat here and cried while you were doing my nails. Yeah, and I think that like um and even too like I've noticed it and like now I know like where how our workflow goes sometimes like my clients will be like kind of like on the hat side. Mm-hmm. Um and just last week I was working with everybody and yeah. I was like oh my god I take up a lot of space I got to get out of their hair. <laughs> but what I've also I don't ever love a client going through something hard, but what I do love about our space and our salon is, um, I notice like whenever a client comes in like venting and like opening up like other clients, a lot of times, if that client's wanting to be open with everybody in our salon, Mm -hmm. like offer advice, talk, like help them through it at the same time. And I think that that's like such a cool thing to experience and see. And For I love sure. that. Like whenever I oh, see yeah. that, I'm like, yay. But, <laughs> um, and that's where I feel like it's like professionalism in our industry is such a muddy topic because it's very hard to figure out what exactly that means. Like, do I think our environment could work in certain salons that like maybe perceive with a little bit of a different impression as you walk through the door? No, Mm -hmm. I feel like when you walk through the door of our salon, it's very laid back. Like it's it's, very laid back. Yeah. So there's the space for that. But like being in maybe a salon that's a little more uppity, I guess, for lack of better words, or like, you know, even just visually a little bit different that you'd expect. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean like visually we're bad. I just feel like visually like you're coming in to like kick back like that. Right. Um, you're expecting a little more la 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 like fancy like I don't know how to like um, no I know what you mean it would be I think you would feel a little more judgment to come in and be like and like having clients give advice next to you yes like there would maybe be a little more eyes on you and not in the way that you would think well, and I feel like in salons like that, it's because, I mean, I think that we've both worked in salons like that where it's mm-hmm. almost like, I mean, 
you, you, it's you and your client and you're more isolated, right? even though your station or your desk could be right next to another artist or stylist, like you and your client just feel more isolated. Yeah, no, 100%. I think that that's completely true. And I think like, it feels like very like one-on-one, but then at the same time, like not one-on-one like there's there's the need to whisper more right and like now with that being said I think this is super important too as I'm talking I'm like thinking of bullet points in my little noggin but um (laughs) I I do feel like the other thing that's like super important if you are proceeding in like the same type of vibe that like Melissa and I like which Mm -hmm. is more open and everybody talks you need to be able to read your clients like I have clients that I know aren't comfortable like that so like right. if they're opening up to me when it's just me and them in the room and like maybe like our other clients are in the back shampoo room and Rochelle's back there shampooing and it's just us like that's usually like and a great way to notice is like if you guys are talking and like there's this like effortless conversation and then it stops as soon as someone else walks by that, or that's somebody in. that doesn't want that environment right. of everybody giving advice and we're all holding hands together and like right. you know that's somebody that just wants to have a private conversation and it's super important to pick up on that so like for instance if like I experience that and I'm, I'm sure you could say the same like mm-hmm. I'll wait till it's just us in the room to right. ask about that personal topic for sure and I'll even bring up like I didn't want to not ask today but I just can tell that it's something that's more private so I didn't want to bring it up in front of everybody and usually I'm spot on where like yeah. then somebody that person will be like thank you like I, I right. appreciate you thinking of that or sometimes they'll be like oh my god no you could have asked me in front of everybody and exactly like, oh I could have okay noted next time but sometimes like that's important too because mm-hmm. that can when a client opens up to you and it is more private and then you're like next to them and you're like, oh my God, so tell me what's going on <laughs> with you and your mother-in-law. And like maybe it's not something they're proud of. Right. It might hit kind of off where you're like, exactly. Not, like in a way, I don't know if that would be professionalism as much as like. No, I think it is. the room. <laughs> I think it is because like. If you're constantly doing that and not picking up on that, Mm -hmm. then you're going to sour the experience for Mm -hmm. that client and they might go elsewhere. I mean, and as we're saying all of this too, like, yes, we're more personal with our clients and yes, we talk about everything with our clients, but at the end of the day, like, and I've even had this exact same conversation with clients, like when they're at my desk and I'm doing their nails, that is a client service provider relationship. Mm -hmm. Like once that transaction is done, yeah, like later that night, maybe we'll be sending TikToks back and forth, but like you're, you have to remember you're still providing a service, like the foundation of that relationship is Is the service, right? Is the service that you are providing And at the end of the day, if the client is no longer happy with that service, that personal relationship could end as well. I think that's one of my hardest things to like, like Julian always giggles at me because like everybody knows this. I (laughs) am like so open and can say all the things like when we're 
when we're like in like services and I'm like, oh my God. And then let's talk about what happened when I was 16. Like I'm like, (laughs) I can go deep if we want to go deep. Like, but then sometimes I'm like, I'm so hard on myself that then I'm like, did I talk too much? Like when they leave, but I get, I get clammy in the in-between. Like I've had times where clients are like, we should all grab a drink. And I'm like, yeah (laughs) and it's not for not wanting to grab a drink because I do love them but like my fear is that like once we surpass that level and now we have a cocktail together right right like I wouldn't do that with all of my clients I would do it with but then I like my nervousness is like then once you're really in you're really in like even right right? well yeah some that is true sometimes to balance that like if you can cross that boundary right and be like yeah girl let's go get drinks happy hour like (laughs) which is fine you just still have to be ready for the potential of like that breakup because they still even though you guys have built a friendship remember that when it comes to the business relationship they owe you nothing exactly i mean they do i guess it they they do owe you nothing it would be nice if there would be the great conversation and explanation upon the exit but they don't necessarily right. owe you that. You don't like, always get that. Exactly. And like, listen, sometimes like there's going to be seasons where you and this client have been working together for years and just where they're at in their life and where you're at in your life aren't meshing and yeah. they may go elsewhere. And sometimes they come back. Yeah. Like, I do think that there's definitely been times in my, you know, in, 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 both of our careers and mine for sure where like I think people took a break and then right came back you know right afterwards and I think that that's okay too yeah no for sure and like I don't hang out like with all of my clients like outside of work I think actually just the other weekend when we I mean just for a little context my husband loves (laughs) loves him some Chandler's Wild World on YouTube and you know think like this guy is local to us he lives like up in Fort Pierce or whatever and he has like all of these facilities whatever so when I first started doing my one client I'm just gonna say her name because she listens to the podcast and she really wouldn't care when (laughs) I started doing Jamie's Nails like we found out early on that her husband likes Chandler too so we would always like laugh and joke or whatever. So when Evan had told me that he was opening up tours of his facility, you know, and then we saw the price and I'm like, hold on, homie, we got to find someone to go with because yeah. <laughs> like we're not spending that much for two of us. Right. So I had reached out to Jamie and was like, would you guys want to do this with us right. and we can split it and we can all go. And she was like, uh, fuck yeah, we do. So like we went with her and her husband and her child and we had a great time and we went out to lunch later and it was a blast. Like, but on a professional side, like I feel comfortable doing that with Jamie. Jamie is like, she is like one of those clients that like, she's like, what's up? Yes. She walks in the door and like, that's her. Yeah. Like last week when she came in, she came in hot. Like she came in with a mission and she's like, I have got tea for you. And like, I was like, whoa, okay. Like 
hello, mm-hmm. <laughs> spill it. And then even later, I think when you joined the conversation, she's like, this is why I came in hot. Listen to this. Yes, and she was ready to tell me too. <laughs> right. So I think with certain clients, you can have that blurred line more. Right. Whereas with other clients, it's definitely, you know... That line can blur a smidge, but at the end of the day, they are with you because of the service you provide. And, like, I do think that in our industry, there's a lot of storytelling that goes on during during, um, services. And, you know, one thing I always reference to is, like, I... If a client tells me a Buckwild story that I know that they'll tell the person sitting next yes. to them, then I'll be like, they're okay with me telling you this story. Like, right. I make that clear at the beginning. So, like, the client doesn't think that I'm like, oh, my God, and then this, this, and this, and I'm being, like, a right. gossip. Like, no, I'm, I'm retelling the story that my client told me that was, like, so crazy, and probably by the next time they come in, I'm going to be like, oh, my God, I told a few of my clients. And they were like, that's nuts. Like, <laughs> which is... No, for sure. And you have to know the clients that you can, like, do that with, for sure. But then also, at the end of the day, you have to remember that it's a business relationship that you have. And you also can't be scared to, like, set those business boundaries either. Right. And, like, in a <clears throat> professional manner. Like, at the beginning of the episode, I was talking about, like, my crazy June. Like, I had sent out a couple of emails to my clients, like, you know, explaining what was going on in a business sense. Like, not emails like, oh, my God, you'll never believe what happened. But, like, emails more of, listen, this is what's going on. I'm unsure of, you know, what's going to happen. But some appointments might need to be either canceled or rescheduled. I will keep you updated, but I just want to let everyone know, you know, ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So, and then once, you know, I knew everything that was going on with my mom, like moving forward, I knew when I was going to go up there, like I sent a follow-up email saying like, I know I said this to everyone before, here are the dates, those appointments this week, I'm going to try to either, you know, reschedule Um, one of my nail friends offered to like take some clients if I couldn't get them rescheduled. Um, so just saying that so that my clients knew as soon as essentially as soon as I did that their appointments were either going to be rescheduled or canceled. And I had found a backup option for them if they chose to do so. So I think even conveying that with my clients, like they all came in like, don't even worry about my appointment. Like, how's your mom? How's everything going with right. this? And like the appointment was secondary, but they knew that I had already, you know, in a professional manner had already figured like out a plan B essentially. Right. And I think that's like the biggest thing. I mean, even for me, not that this is even close to the same, <laughs> but I can relate with like taking a lot of time off when we were working on the cabin. I was yeah. taking off almost a week right. every month and like right. I was fried. Right. <laughs> but like, I feel like with talking to my clients, as long as I was like taking that time off, but making it very clear at the same time that like I was going to balance it all and like, right. you know, getting everybody back in. Then they were like, how's it going with the cabin? What's going on with it? Like they were excited about it right. rather than the opposite. Right. And I think just having and like communicating that upfront with your clients, yes. like not that you have to share 
you know, every detail of what's going on in your life, but just being like, listen, you know, there's some things, you know, family issues going on and I might have to Mm -hmm. go out of town. Like if it's something that you're not comfortable with sharing, you know, as long as you're communicating and conveying that in a professional manner with your clients, like I've never had the experience where someone was like, you're such a bitch. I'm canceling all my appointments. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, um, I mean, you know, and I, I don't know how open I am about that stuff yet, but, um, you know, you know, I, I had a family thing that dragged mm-hmm. on for years. Right. Um, and Melissa would sometimes be handing me paper towel before clients <laughs> would come in to like dab my eyes. Then I'd be like, I'm good. Let's go. And you would hear me sometimes talk about it. Like, right. it's weird. Cause I feel like anybody who knows me knows I don't shut the fuck up. So <laughs> I like to talk like I'm right. a talker for sure. Um, but that one topic was not one that you'd hear me talk about with right. everybody. I might toe the line or talk about it lightly, but I, I think in the last year or so has got, I've gotten more comfortable, but like some of my clients, when I would bring it up now would be like, Oh my gosh, I had no idea. And I was like, why? Well, honestly, like this is important too. Like th- that for me, like was so emotional like during the Mm -hmm. time that it was going on that you also need to gauge this too which is super important like I couldn't even talk about it with you like right as my really like close friend without getting emotional so like if it's a topic that carries that much heaviness for you like you have those certain clients that are like they're like family Yes. Of course, that like uh, want to hear that because they want to know what's going on in your life too. Yes. But if you're at the point that it's not something that you could probably talk about without breaking down, like that might be something you want to avoid. Right. For um, sure. Because <clears throat> I know for, for me, like that was kind of why I didn't talk about it, to be honest. Like I would talk about like my feelings about the topic. I would talk about, you know, mental health. I would talk about right. all of that stuff. Sometimes I'm sure it confused people. I was so passionate out of nowhere about it. Right. Um, but yeah, I think you have to like know if you're that vulnerable in that topic, knowing your clients that you can talk about it with and keep it together in comparison to the people that like, you know, you'd probably like, oh, Graham's going to town. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's like thumpering her foot. I love it. No, but I feel like that that is like something that's definitely a little tricky to balance and gauge for sure. Right, but. like definitely. But even mm-hmm. just even when like unexpected things come up, like I mean, I feel like all of mine are health issues because <laughs> but it's that's okay. What normally happens. Right. It's what you know, emergencies, health issues. Like I think it was what was it, maybe four or five years ago, my dad had a heart attack and he was in North Carolina by himself in the, and he's a diabetic and stuff like that. So it was a very stressful time. And it was one of those events where I was literally calling my next client as I was driving I, home. Yes. I remember this cause this was when, right. um, we were in the suites. We when, were still in the suites. Yes. And, and I remember like me and Janine were like, we'll call people. <laughs> Just tell us what you need. <laughs> right. Like I was literally like, I think I finished my one client. I immediately checked her out and she's like, I'll sell you. And I was like, perfect. And you know, as she was walking out, I was then calling my next client and being like, I'm so sorry. 
I have to cancel. This is what's going on. Like I'm literally, Evan was looking for a flight to North Carolina for me that day. Yeah. And once like we got the flight, like again, calling people on the way to the airport being like, I'm so sorry, but your appointment is canceled. I don't know when I'm coming back because I just booked a one-way flight. You know, it was super crazy. And I think it's the first test too of like being independent in, yes. in comparison of to being in a salon. Because like this right. emergency happens in a salon. Right. And you probably could get somebody else. Well, like, and you'll have that, a front desk in a commission-style yeah, salon. In a commission-style salon, yeah. you just tell them, I'm leaving, this is what happened. And the receptionist pretty much takes care of everything. Um, but even then, when it was like extremely last minute and I had no idea what was going on and all of that, like, not one of my clients was like, Ugh, you mean I can't get my nails done? Like... No one was like that. And to be honest and clear, like if they were like that, like they're not the clientele for me because, you know, if that was like one of my clients that had to cancel last minute because like they're, you know, something can happen to a family member. Right. Like I wouldn't have been like, well, there's a late fee, like a late right. cancellation charge. Like I would never do that. Mm-hmm. But again, conveying to those clients, like, I'm so sorry, but this is what's happening. And I don't have like any clear answer. Like, again, and just being professional. And it, that was an emotional yes. moment. Like having it's to, hard to be professional in those. Yeah. Right. And I won't lie. Like probably when I called a few of my clients, I was probably in tears because I don't know what's going on with my dad. You know, like right. it was scary. And, you know. To be honest, in that moment, I didn't care about their nail appointment, right. but I had to put on my business hat and be professional. You know, they couldn't be showing up to my suite like, uh, what's going on? Right. No, it's true. I think that that's one plus side of maybe being a little uh, more personal with your clients because mm-hmm. you, when you do have an emergency, there's like that. Like, I feel like we sound like a relationship coach right now, but like that emotional connection there. Right. And I'm not saying if you're not open with your clients, they won't care. That's not what I'm saying. But I feel like for us with our clients, because we're so open and it's just very, I don't know how to say it, like natural. I feel like for you to say something's going on with your dad, they're like, oh my gosh, go. Like there's not that feeling of like, now I have to wait for my hair appointment. Like, right. But then I also <laughs> think like, whatever, whatever the service yeah. is. But I also think with that also comes like the background of professionalism too. Like neither of us are ones to be like, I don't feel like going to work today. So I'm just going to cancel my day and tell them I have a migraine. You know what I mean? Like neither of us call out sick very often unless it's like really bad like we're not you know and for me then I spiral at home the whole time about right you had to cancel yeah yeah like I'm not I don't know how to say this without like saying it rudely but it might come I I don't intend it to but we're not like one of those like those flaky stylists or artists like we're I feel like professionally, I could never walk into the salon the same time that my client's walking in. Like, that gives me heart palpitations just thinking about it. Yeah, sometimes every so often, like my 8 a.m.ers, like you'll be greeting them and I come in. Like, I always try to give myself that 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, there are times where, like, 
if they're my 8 a.m. gal, I'm like, what's up? Right. But but they're never waiting past their appointment time, which I think is right. very important to say. Like, right. I'm coming in with time to spare before their appointment. Yes. And and honestly, the days that I'm there spot on timing-wise, and you know this, like, yes. aren't my days that I'm meaning for that. Like, they're... I, I leave... We live eight minutes from yes, the salon. Yes, we do. Right? I leave 30 minutes before my first. <laughs> right. Like, is my my usual, like... Right. Window. Mm-hmm. So, I have 22 minutes before my first client. <laughs> and I do that because... Right. Yeah, it's just... I don't know. It's nicer. <laughs> right. But I feel like because there's that... Pr- already that level of professionalism. Yeah. Like, if we have an emergency or... If you're only working 11 days in June or something like that, like it's a little bit more forgivable almost like when life happens because you've already set that tone professionally that this is how you operate. And it's not like you're not running 15 minutes late all the time. And you know, when it does happen, your clients like, it's okay, girl, don't worry about it. Yeah. And I also think sending that courtesy message too, like, yes, I know that like sometimes it gets so crazy when you're busy and you're backed up, but I know my clients like appreciate a courtesy message so much better than them coming in and sitting, staring at you for a while. Right. Like if you give them that message and that heads up, they're like, okay, like got it. No worries. And then they don't have to rush. If maybe they're leaving work, maybe they want to grab a coffee before they maybe get Maybe they you. were rushing because they thought they were going to be right. late because they got hung up at work right. or something. Yeah. So sending out that message is never a bad thing. Like I've learned that because I used to be like, oh my God, if I send that message, then I'm horrible and I'm failing. But then no. I'm like, no, like if I see it now, cause like I'm intuitive enough to see it farther mm-hmm. out, like the longer you do it, the more you're like, Oh, I'm going to run behind. And it does happen. Um, like my evenings, I always say this and like my evening clients are like cool in a way, but it's so hard because I think my hardest thing is I forgive a lot through the day. Yeah. Like I forgive the lateness and then by the end of the day I've forgiven so much. And that doesn't mean I don't run late too on right. my own account to be abundantly clear cuz like I do run late sometimes because I won't cut a corner to get you out for my next client to come in. Right. Like if you need the additional foil work with something being clear. Like if you're booked for a partial I'm not going to be like let's do a full. Like, right. Within no, reason. But like or if you need five more minutes on your toner, but my client's coming in. Like, that's not fair or right. And my next client knows that if they needed five more minutes on a toner, like, I would not do that to them. So, but you also have to start to say, okay, like, if I'm double and triple booking and there is the potential for me to run behind sometimes, what's some of my troubleshooting that I can do? Mm-hmm. I see that I'm running... 10, 15 minutes late, an hour before. Well, the likelihood of anybody leaving an hour before their appointment to come to you is slim to none. So catching them that hour ahead of time, that's number one. That's going to change everything for them right there, right? I have another thing that like I've kind of implemented now, which makes my life a little bit easier. Let's say you have two clients that are back to back and one's running 15 minutes late. You're about to be like, oh, we'll do what we can when you get in, right? But the next one then messages you and says, hey, I'm running a little ahead. This just happened to me the other night. Right. I'm running a little ahead. I can get over to you now. So in that moment, like I will say, I know if I take the person running 15 minutes late ahead of the other person, I'm going to screw my whole night up. 
So I may in that moment say, listen, I know you're driving from far because the situation that happened the other day, she was valid. She was driving from Lake Worth. Right. The other client was down the street and finished work early. So I just made the executive decision in that moment that said, totally not a big deal. I'm going to go ahead and just swap you with my 515. So don't rush. Your appointment's now technically 515. I'm going to take my other client at 430 because she's running ahead and we're going to be good to go. <laughs> what is He's holding on to the chair over here. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> no like, cool, sometimes Graham. like having that troubleshooting moment because like if you ha- like if a moment like that sits on your lap and it happens and you can make that happen, I feel like both clients in that time see that as like an appreciation. Yes, right? for sure. Now, of course, if you don't have that ability to do that in that moment, you can't. But making that decision isn't like I don't in my personal opinion, it's not rude to the client. No, but not it, at all. They yeah, probably appreciate right. it. Right. You're making that decision. You're now troubleshooting. And listen, yeah, maybe that one client that was running 15 minutes late is getting home a little bit later than she anticipated. But now I'm not cutting corners on her services. I'm also doing all of the services and not making my other client wait because now you got to think of it like they finished work early. Now I'm probably going to run past their appointment time right. because now I have this client who is 15, 20 minutes late. Like, right. And I, it's funny because I, like I was heading out of town. We went to the cabin this past weekend and, um, my Thursday was just like that. Like, and I think when you've established yourself with your clients for a while, it starts to get to you less like the, yeah. um, when something happens that's outside of their norm or their character, like, you know that's not who they are, right? Right, exactly. Like, I had a slew of events that day. Like, we were, like, laughing because I had, like, such a beautifully timed day because sometimes, I'm not going to lie, like, I do overbook myself because I want to get that client in before they're heading out of town or... Or vice versa. Right. It's never, like, a money-driven thing for me. It's more of, like, I don't want that person to have to wait which is something that like is not good either you have to have a right you have to have a healthy balance but um I do think that like with that day we were giggling and laughing because I had beautifully timed myself out like I knew it was gonna thrive (laughs) and then just the first one totally forgot about her appointment which is like totally outside of her norm so I was like okay come in during your blow dry and cut time and I'll do your color. I just can't cut her blow dry. So you may have to come back in for that. So then we bumped her down. Then my next client didn't read her. her, She had switched off that day and then switched back on to that day. And she didn't read that when I switched her back on, I had to change the time. So then she's like, I totally thought that it was at a different time than it was. And I was like, nope. So then I had to move her. <laughs> so I knew, like, heading into my nighttime, it went from looking like a beautifully seamless To a clusterfuck? To a complete clusterfuck. So I'm like, okay, how are we going to do this? So, like, we divided and conquered. We knew that that one client who took the cut and blow dry hit wanted probably a blow dry. So she ended up blow drying with, with one of our girls that's building Allie. Worked out great. Done. Then we were able to squeeze in my next one for just that quick retouch. And then my client, my assistant, Rochelle, knew that like we were going to have to be seamless at the back bowl. So we kind of like took that extra time to figure out how we were going to run well that night. 
Then, just as we were like, we got this, we're Gucci. Then, I get that message. And then I have to flip-flop the two appointments. I'm like, oh, my Jesus, take the wheel. But I feel like as my clients came in, I was like fully transparent with all of them. Nobody was running late, like at that point. Right. But I was transparent as to what was going on. And I was like, it's just been a day of like people forgetting and it, I, it happens. And I do think because we offer grace to other people too, they offer grace to those other clients. Like, exactly. And to you. Get, so when you're transparent and you're honest, I feel like there's less frustration than them just walking in, not knowing the full story and thinking that you're not valuing their time. Right. And I think, I mean, even with nails, like I know from if I'm running late or if my client is running late, like I can see at the top of their appointment. Mm -hmm. Like for example, if my service takes an hour and 15 minutes and I'm starting 10 minutes late, well, I need to let that person know now. Sometimes, you know, like during like the client, like the consultation with like, what what are we doing today? That type of thing. I can tell if I can, you know, quote unquote, make up time. Sounds like I'm a captain of an airplane. Like we made up time in the air, but whatever. You know, you can kind of gauge it. Graham. Sorry, he was trying to get on a shelf. Why are you laughing at me? This is what happens when you don't let him in a room. And now he's like, what is all this? He's like looking at <laughs> this window like this is life. Well, and there's birds flying around too. So he's it. like, he's so cute. Anyways. So, but you know, and as soon as you send that text message and I don't send anything like crazy, excellent, like an explanation or anything yeah. like that. I'm usually doing a voice memo as I'm picking, you know, colors or as soon as I'm starting a client that just says, Hey, just want to let you know I'm running about 10 minutes late. And I send that. Yeah. I you usually know. am like, I'm so sorry. With <laughs> I do throw that in too. Well, I feel like with hairstylists and especially like you working, like yeah. when you're back there mixing color, you have like a moment to kind seconds, of, but you don't really have, right. That. I yeah. don't really have that. So they like my clients all know that, you know, usually when they sit down, I'm like, I'm so, I did not mean to sound like I'm running late, like kind no, of thing. But I think they know that. They like, know I that, but that, I always yeah. too like preface that, mm-hmm. like just in case, because sometimes it can just come off like I'm running 10 minutes late. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like abrupt like that. But then when they see it, they're like, oh no, you're totally fine. Like, but I think just communicating that is a level of professionalism and you know, asking for grace or whatever. And it's just courtesy and clients appreciate that. I have learned like in, in this window of like knowing my limits a little bit more, um, well starting to know my limits, I should say. (laughs) I've also learned that it's like completely okay. Um, to like, be honest with a client that you can't do their blow dry. If you're moving your appointment, like, or they're cut like and so now I mean I'm in a setting where there are two individuals that you know Ali's training we're working together on the floor so we lean Mm -hmm. into her for blow dries a lot um and you know Bella I definitely trust fully when it comes to the Mm -hmm. the cutting because she cuts my hair and everything like that 
Um, and so sometimes I'll be very honest and I'll be like, listen, I don't have time to do the cut or blow dry today. If you want to do just a blow dry, we can book that with Allie. If you want to do a cut and blow, I would let's book it with Bella. And sometimes you have to do that. If their schedule has changed and they have to move it down and you just don't have that window of opening in, in your day, saying yes and then dealing with the shit show is far worse than just being honest and letting them go to somebody else for that second half of their service. Uh, I I agree with that. And I think that's like one thing that when you're building and you're trying so desperately to like protect your business, saying no feels like you're failing your client, but you're failing your client more saying yes to something that you can't actually attain. And I think that's a big mistake that I'm still navigating, not making anymore. Um, right. I think when you double and triple book, it's very easy to say yes too much. And you have to learn how to start to say no at certain times. Um, and I think right now, I would say that people who book similarly probably are feeling even more tempted to say yes to more because of everybody's financial situation. Right. And wanting to see those sales kind of be Right. Right, um, for sure. But you have to remember that saying yes to something that you're not really capable of putting on your plate that day is just not going to do anything positive for you or your clients. Right. And, you know, it, it's, I don't know. As you say that, I'm like, oh, damn, maybe I should have not booked myself that this way in June. But, like, this is, like, another thing. Like, No, but so, I think we always... We, we always do that. We're hard on ourselves. And that's like, that's exactly what I was just right. saying to Allie. Like this whole conversation, I was like, well, I run 15 minutes late sometimes. And I, you're yep. inside like thinking of like, that's kind of me. I need to work on that. Right. And, but I, I just said this actually to Allie the other day. We were talking and, you know, she's in the building process and she's in that learning process, like post hair mm-hmm. school growing on her own. And I think that's one of the hardest times, you yes. know. Because it's it's difficult. Like when you're learning everything, there's an abundance of information coming at you. You're wanting to be spot on and provide these Instagrammable services, but you're still in your learning phase too. And I don't think, you know, our industry now offers too much grace and like we're trying to find that balance. Right. But what I did tell her is it's good you care. Like the the fact that you're sitting there like ooh, like even us right now like the fact that we're like yeah. oh maybe we sometimes do that or maybe we this or maybe we that that's a sign that you care if like you were sitting here never thinking about the mistakes you make every so often and you're like yeah I got this in a bag are you that connected to evolving and to always bettering yourself right. there's always room to better yourself and that's like when I texted Allie and we were talking about it I'm like. You see what you want to work on. The people that are in trouble are the people who never think they have anything to work right. on. Right? Or we're just justifying our own guilt right now, but that works too. Well, you know? <laughs> it's true. And like with, you know, like I had said, like I explained to my clients like what was going on, obviously in the month of June with everything going on. And I had provided them the backup option, like I said, with my friend that uses the same product that I do, that does the same quality of work that I do, that does nail art. She's amazing. I love her. Mm -hmm. Like, I would trust her with my nails. Right. But when it came time to sitting face and, you know, face to face with my client and, you know, I'm looking at them and I'm like, I can fit you in. It'll be fine. Right. You know, like now, like I'm already looking at my schedule, like work schedule in June and I'm cringing. Right. 
you know, I should have done, you know, exactly what I said, provided them with somebody else and just, you know, stuck to my like work boundaries. But at the same time, like I felt, you know, and I felt like that work guilt, like I have to provide this service and I won't lie. Like, did I spiral a little bit and be like, damn, if they go to her, like, are they going to like her better than me? If she's providing like the same quality of service, maybe at like a lower price point, you know what I mean? Like, I think that there's that fear too, but you know, and and I think we all are so scared to say those things out loud because right. then it feels like we're not supporting each other in this industry. But to be honest, that exists in all of our brains. It's so Absolutely. hard when you're pouring yourself creatively and professionally into something. And it is a little jarring when you have to pass it along to somebody else. Like, I think that even with sometimes, like, I know Becca yeah. kills it with her haircuts. Like, yeah. not that I would lose them as a client. And it's been like something that I've really had to work through to mm-hmm. like not feel that way. But you'd sit there and like, and maybe it's a little different for me because Bella's in our salon. So like right. seeing that success right in front of your face doesn't feel as jarring. If right. that makes sense. But seeing them totally go to someplace else feels a little different. Right. Like I still see like, I still get like a little stab with my one client who again lives up like near like Delray Lake Worth area. And she found somebody closer. Like she she was driving 45 minutes to see me and she found somebody who does like uses the same product and does the same quality of work. Right. And that's 10 minutes away from her. Like, come on, 45 minutes or 10 minutes, same, you know, like, but I still like every time I see her nails, cause I follow the nail tech that she goes to, like, I won't lie. I'm still like, Ugh, that was yeah, yeah I could have you like, know but, but there's I, nothing I could do and I but think it's that still that's just about like the drive you have and I think right that that's the thing right that, and like, it was nothing that I did or anything no, like that I think but you feel guilty though like with with that not you in general like, in general we feel guilty now to have that feeling sitting in our head because we're supposed to be so um, support like right we're all equal you you're not my competition su- right. like right like that girl no, that other nothing- nail tech is not my competition but this is the thing like it has nothing to do with that other person right it has to do with you in that moment right you're feeling it because you know there was nothing you could have done differently right and unless you move to Lake Worth so you know that this was the best decision for her but in a way your own little toxic like yeah m- thoughts in the back of your mind kind of trigger the like you failed her feel right uh yeah and those toxic thoughts in the back of my mind are girl you can work nine to nine on in june every day that you're working for those yeah, 11 I mean, days like you'll be fine but then you <laughs> hang out with me one wednesday or thursday while i'm doing it and then you're like no i'm good thanks <laughs> right now and again it's a little different because i only do three days so that's why i'm nine to nine those two days during the week but um yeah i mean I think it's it it it's hard because like it's a balance of both. I think it's important to care, but it's also important to know when you can't do it all. Yes, yeah, for sure. And and, then, and in turn, that transcends and it translate as being professional, being transparent and honest. I think leads to way more like feeling from that client of professionalism than right lack of. And I always go into it with a mindset of you know. If I was paying for this service, what would I want right. from my service provider? Right. And I do think that like the pressures in our industry are changing. Like I do think 
you know, I just saw something the other day and I don't, it's funny because I, I follow this person and her and I disagree. <laughs> I don't want to say like disagree, like it's toxic, but I, I don't have her same viewpoint on right. a lot of stuff. And that's actually why I follow her because mm-hmm. I like to see her, her, I don't, like, I cannot have her viewpoint, but still respect her viewpoint. So right. I find it interesting to follow her because I do think that she has a great business mind. And I like that it kind of challenges me to, like, read her viewpoints on mm-hmm. that stuff and for me to completely differ but see where I can relate to her. Like, I, I like right. that. Um, but she was just referencing something that even, like, in regards to the wanting clients wanting to be responded to far faster now um not wanting right. to wait so long and all of this stuff and she is right like you and I have talked about this time and time again when we first started you could ask for a 24 to 48 hour window mm-hmm. now I'm not feeling like that really exists so much anymore so like I was just thinking after I read it that like maybe of even just typing up like an automated text to send back that's like hey like I did get your message I'm behind the chair currently right as soon as you know I wrap up my day and I'm able to get back to messages I will be responding please keep in mind I'm behind the chair till 9 p.m on Wednesdays and Thursdays because I do notice it now like lately people text you in the middle of the day right you're getting like a phone call that night and for me on Wednesdays and Thursdays like I like if you text me on a Wednesday I'm probably responding on a Friday like if I have to just because the reality is is I'm right back in the salon right by 9 a.m. I got home at 9 p.m. the night before so I've barely like eaten slept gotten ready came right back so like the first chance I get to sit down and really catch up on my texts is Friday right no I agree it's you know it's Definitely, like, that expectation has, like, gone up. Mm -hmm. But I also think, like, if you are, again, handling it in a professional manner, I don't think usually it's, like, too much of a problem. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just think that, like, to ease people's minds moving forward, that that's something I'm going to implement. It's just having, like, because I do all of, like, it's not going to be automated. I do all of my texts, like, through my phone mm-hmm. with my clients. That's my point of communication. So when they do message me, I'm just going to have, like, a thing saved in my notes to just copy and paste. Yeah. And send out quickly, like, the next time I'm going to mix. That way, like, I don't feel that anxiety either of, yeah. like, oh, my gosh, I haven't answered them yet, whatever. And so I think saying that now in my personal opinion, will ease their mind so they know at least I saw the message. Yeah. And so if you do handle your booking via text like I do, maybe it's something to think about if you are feeling the same thing that I'm feeling. I yeah. do feel that people aren't so willing to wait a few days to hear back anymore. I know. it's And it just happens like Wednesdays. That's my witching hour. Like if you hit me up <laughs> on a Wednesday, I'm not getting back to you till Friday. Right. Yeah. So... That's all I got today for my TED Talk. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get off our soapboxes now. Right. (laughs) No, but I think it was like a good conversation, especially because like both of our lives have been a little hectic. And, you know, just sharing how we navigate like those hectic times, I think could be beneficial. No, for sure. So 
anyways, as always, you can catch us over on Instagram at the Beauty Beast Podcast. Yes, and you can also email us any questions too at the Beauty Beast Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. So until next time. Until next time.